Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And I'm Shannon Strucci. And today we're doing a special sequel episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you liked the first one so much, we're doing it again. Um, mm-hmm. Very fast turnaround on this one, too. It was only about a month and a half ago we did yeah. our um, two-film rule episode, and people were – we got a lot of feedback on it, some positive, some negative. Wow. Um, Who would have guessed that all the filmers out there would have <laughs> a strong reaction to uh, unimpeachable, unimpunable, word-of-God film opinions? Yes, yes. So – and we brought – and on this time, you know, because she does speak the language of the filmer. She has gone to film school um, just to make it clear that all our opinions are correct, just in mm-hmm. case yeah. there was any doubts um, <laughs> that we have one of your people on here uh, to talk to you. I can, I can speak the language, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so for, for those who don't know, the two film rule basically states, and it's the Leslie the Third two film rule. That's what we're, yeah. that's the official, full official title. If you're ever writing about it, in an article in a magazine or if you're basically it is trademark copyright all that stuff it's the yeah. leslie the third two film rule that basically yeah. states that any director who manages to make two unimpeachably good films is a legend is a legend mm-hmm. because the the deck is stacked is stacked so hard against you making even one good movie right. as a director if you can make two, you're a legend. I don't care what I don't care what you say. You're a legend. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I mean, you know, it's like uh, uh, one. You know, you you can have a hot hand. You know, you can you can come in uh, uh, against all odds and have a hot hand and get a good movie out. But you know, I, I even think the deck is stacked worse against you after having made one good movie. Yeah. to make another one, it almost like gets harder to make another good movie. Uh, so it's really only it's only the the, the tours out there that yeah. uh, that are uh, legends. Yeah, yeah, it, it's and you know this is you know a lot of people you know got mad at some of our decisions sure. on the last episode, but we want to reiterate, um, you cannot argue with them because we are <laughs> speaking objectively. We're about speaking in the objective films. sense. We're we're choosing to be objective and not to be subjective with these particular opinions, and so uh, you can obviously feel free to like right in about the subjective episodes but these are objective ones no, so let's yeah. let's just try to try to remember that as you continue well don't feel episode. free to write in about subjective <laughs> episodes you're technically allowed to write in right. but this this one no you the yeah. only response you can basically we're putting on objective mode here folks yeah. <laughs> we've switched we've switched it to objective and so these these are these are the objective opinions and since we have three people in the room it's even more objective now yeah. like you that's you know, how it works you, that's how it works mm-hmm. yeah okay so and so that we do have Shannon on, we do want to make sure that we've, you know, talked to the muses of, of art correctly. We've interpreted their words through us correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are going to reevaluate a couple of directors mm-hmm. that, you know, was a little bit, our decisions were a little bit controversial last time. Sure. Um, d- d- that's how magnanimous we are. Even though we yeah. were objectively right the first time, we're yeah. just going to take another look at it. We're going to break out the microscopes and just make sure we uh, interpret it correctly. First one, most controversial one, David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to be clear. I really enjoy David Fincher's work. Yeah. He's made some of my favorite films. Yeah. 
I we decided though that he did not have two unimpeachably good films. Yeah, it was I, he's like a very good director, but I I don't know that. Yeah, I just don't know if there's two movies there. I I could maybe argue for seven, but I don't know if it's unimpeachable. Yeah, like so we decided that Fight Club, you know, gets in, it's but in after pantry, that sure. it's like seven. I don't know. It gets a little hairier, like Social Network. Like yeah. I don't really think so. <laughs> Lots of Z- Zodiac fans reached out to us after the fact, yep. and I took the time. I spent the money to rent wow. Zodiac to try and re- wow. rewatch it, and uh, I stopped because it just wasn't that great. It was fine; it wasn't like bad or anything, but it's it's not a it's not near. I don't think it's nearly as good as Seven. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. I was a little surprised by the Zodiac love uh, after the episode came out because. Yeah, I think Seven is the more arguable of the two sort of uh, uh, serial killer procedural David Fincher movies. You know what I mean? Like Seven has the advantage of being a fictional story. And so like the story can like conclude in a way that's satisfying, uh, uh, which Zodiac uh, uh, doesn't have that uh, advantage, I guess I would say. Yeah. So, Shannon, did did we misinterpret uh, the truth about David Fincher? I will say I'm not a huge Zodiac fan either, but I really like, personally, I really like seven. And I think seven mm-hmm. had a lot of cultural staying power as far as people still referencing, like what's in the box yep. and, and how it affected other procedurals. So I, I like seven more than fight club. I think wow. fight club had even more, like I said, cultural staying power. I would definitely put seven on there. Zodiac. I don't really understand why people like Zodiac so much. I thought it was kind of slow. Um, and I don't like gone girl. I don't like, I didn't like social network. Oh, and yeah, no one yeah. who like talks about social network now yeah. is like a great I mean film. social network when it came out it's one of those ones that came out and everyone was like wow it is interesting how facebook was made but now in like it's one of those problems of like making a sort of historical movie about something that's still ongoing yeah. cuz <laughs> looking back at it now I'm like why are we exalting this ridiculous man who went on to ruin everything <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I really as much as I love Seven as it might be my favorite movie from Fincher, I don't think it's unimpeachable. If somebody told me they didn't like Seven, I would be like, okay, I wouldn't be like, oh, you're wrong, <laughs> you're sick, you're a sicko. I I still think that you know as great as as I I personally feel that film is is a very specific type of genre film that I actually think has been done like better. Like I think si- something like Silence of the Lamb. I think is probably a much better film and that's a film that's unimpeachably good that if you show anyone that they're going to find something almost anyone they're going to find something in it to like while seven is more like the a more new metal version of Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. And so I, I, I Fincher I don't know he's he's still out he's still out I think. Another- yeah I mean I, I guess I agree. Yeah, another one that was controversial and really hurt my heart to say John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Um thing obviously in. Obviously in. No question about that. But I, as much as I love all his other films, he might be my favorite director. When you break him down, like I can see people having legitimate issues with all all everything else he's done. Now, I want to know, Shannon, am, am I taking people who don't like Halloween or they live too seriously? Or are these films that actually do have, you know, maybe some flaws that, you know, you can be a reasonable person and dislike them? Uh, I could see it with they. I think they live is a movie for a specific kind of person. I love they live, but I can't imagine everyone liking that. I don't see anything wrong with Halloween. Again, cultural impact. The first like real 
big slasher movie. I, I think it holds up against any other slasher film that's come out since. Yeah. And, and, but that's the thing to me, like a lot of people hate slasher movies and like hate what Halloween did and represents, but should we not listen to those people? Are those people just all sickos? You I mean, are they I speaking the, the muse's truth? I don't think they are. <laughs> I, don't no, I, I actually do think we can we can we can forget those people, Leslie. Okay. Think, you know what? This is even like a personal preference kind of thing. You know, I just think John Carpenter is one of the best directors. And like if if it's even sort of on the bubble, whether or not we can admit him, I think that we should err on the side of admitting him. To be All honest right. So guess what? John Carpenter is back in. Wow. John wow. Carpenter, legendary director. John Carpenter. You can say that about him. This is what objectivity does. Yes. This is what being objective (laughs) looks like, is you can reevaluate things. You can't argue that this is not objective now that we've reevaluated. No, no. The fact that we changed our minds makes it more objective. Here's what it looks like when you apply the scientific method to liking movies. (laughs) But David Fincher, not a legend. Sorry. Sorry. And now he's a TV director, so he actually Oof, might get yeah. docked a few points. <laughs> he might have to take <laughs> might have to take Fight Club away if he wow. keeps doing Manhunt uh was it Mindhunter? Mindhunter, yeah. Right. All right. So we got some new ones. We got some new ones on the table. I hope uh, Jack and Shannon, I hope you brought some uh new ones to discuss. Shannon, why don't you give us one? Hit us with one since you, you are the filmer expert here. Why don't you hit us with one and let's, you know, talk to the muses and see what they say. Uh, what do y'all think of Wes Anderson? Wes Anderson is <laughs> tough for me. It is tough for me. Let me look. Let me look at. Uh... I honestly, I look at Wes Anderson and I'm like, if there are contenders, it's like, the earliest Wes Anderson movies before he got so fucking, you know, Wes Anderson, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, if I'm looking at it, I'm like, Bottle Rocket is a truly very good movie. And then I also do like Rushmore a lot. Uh, and then, you know, even like Royal Tannenbaums and Life Aquatic, he's like getting a little more Wes Anderson in those. In, uh, in those. But uh, uh, I don't know. I, I you know, uh, I even personally like Fantastic Mr. Fox, even though I'm not, I don't think it's like unimpeachable or anything I mean, like that. I, I think I like animation. If, <laughs> yeah, if you just like, I like, I can't even look at that movie. And like, I, I don't like. I don't the, watch Isle of Dogs if you don't like yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox. I couldn't handle Isle of Dogs, honestly, just because uh, I'm like, what the hell? There's like too many dogs getting like uh, beat up and shit. Like in the first like couple minutes of the movie, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching here? I don't want to watch it. So, of course, I do prefer his brothers, Paul W.S. Anderson and Paul Thomas okay. Anderson. <laughs> sure, I, sure. I do well, think the they Anderson are... brothers, of course, yeah, mm-hmm. the weakest Anderson. Yeah, but, you know, I, I there's never really been a film of his I watched that I actually, like, sat through, like, all the way. Like, wow. I, I, like, like it, it just does, it's just so twee. It's just like tw- like twee shit, and I hated everyone who ever liked any of his movies. At least I talked about <laughs> them a lot. Like I hated their guts. Um, I I I I I actually have to sit this one out. I feel like I don't have an objective opinion on your him, hatred but- is clouding the truth rays that are trying. Yeah, to- wow. yeah. No, yeah. but yeah. but that's why we have three people on the show. So you know, yeah. not all of us are going to have watched every- all these directors' films or have a very you know fair opinion of them. But I definitely say will say that for he- uh, Wes Anderson, not for me. Um, I think Rushmore is really good. I think I've actually seen every Wes Anderson movie somehow, despite not liking him that much. <laughs> um, I think uh, 
the Grand Budapest is really good. But I think Rushmore is the only film that was like this had cultural staying power and was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot, of, I like, uh, what is it? I can't even remember half the silly titles that he has um, for his films. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think he belongs on the list. I just thought he would be fun to talk about as like the most Twee director. I don't hate him. But as far as like, <laughs> wow, this is cinema. This is like Scorsese, Kubrick, right. Wes Anderson. That's just funny. Right. Even when I look back at like when I look at like Bottle Rocket and like Rushmore, I'm like, these are kind of just like very fun sort of like twee indie movies. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, uh, They're not sort of like all timers to me. No. Also, Wes Anderson, I'm sorry, but you're not a legend. He's out. He's out. Did he he have one? Did we say one for him? Maybe Rush. I think we maybe give Rushmore to him, but I don't even know if it's like an all timer. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? If we're being very, very kind, I think Rushmore is the only sort of contender on the list. Okay. All right. That's objectivity, folks. (laughs) <laughs> Jack, you, you got one for us? I mean, I'm just going to steal from this list because there's a big giant list here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, but I, I do think it's interesting to look at this, actually. Uh, uh, I think Steven Spielberg is an interesting contender yeah. to look at. Yeah, so let's pull up the IMDb because, of course, I mean, he's on there, right? Like, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what we assume. He's the director. Steven Spielberg has made some very, very good movies. And so I believe that he will be on this list. I think he'll, ma- he'll, be, he'll make this All list. Right, let's I see. think so. But maybe not from what you expect. He's, he's made a lot. He's made a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of very easily makes the list. Yeah, totally I think honest. so. I'm looking, at, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I could make this more interesting. But I'm like, two is like nothing for Spielberg, let me, to be honest. Yeah, let me it. say the ones that I think people think are on the list but aren't. Yeah. Um, Minority Report, not not that good. Not okay, that good. okay, it's yeah, okay. yeah, that's a little bit like... Kind, uh, it's just, it's too ugly. It's too ugly of a movie. <laughs> it just looks ugly. It has cool technology, but he has this yeah. fucking filter on it that just looks like yeah. garbage. Um, yeah. That's getting into Ready Player One of Spielberg, you know what I mean? In a way that doesn't make me comfortable. Yeah, Close Encounters is the third kind. I think it kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, good, but I, I don't know if it's like his greatest. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen it several times and it's just... It's not bad. It's not good. Um, War of the Worlds, I actually think is good. It, um, a lot, I like it a lot more than most people do. I like that's a nice. I like War of the Worlds too, and I especially like that War of the Worlds like is like an hour and twenty minutes long. <laughs> like, like that's a big like high budget movie that just clips along and is like over before you even realize it. I like that movie. Like Tom Cruise is a real fucking you know movie star he's like a movie star guy <laughs> that's a good movie but and it's so funny that that movie which is like so big and so and like kind of like such a big blockbustery kind of movie feels like a lesser spielberg feels like a trifle like a side movie or something like that shannon any spielbergs that stand out to you as being definitely on or maybe not on even though people think it should be uh, there are so many i think jurassic park is a perfect movie mm-hmm and I love it. And then the second one, there are so many to choose from. Um, I think all of the lesser Spielberg, I just never bothered to see. Or I did see like Tintin. And I was like, uh, was, yeah, I didn't hate it. I don't know. Yeah. Tintin is like that. That's one of the ones that feels a little like uh, like a tech demo or something like mm-hmm. that. Like he and all like and like what's his name? 
uh, Polar Express <laughs> and Zemeckis, and Zemeckis like, got yeah. together and they'd be like, they were like, you know, it'd be a really interesting way to make a movie. And they like made it and it kind of doesn't have like soul. It's just the technique or something. There is that one really awesome, like long shot in Tintin, uh, which I still remember, even though it's an animated movie. Um, his, what's his worst one? What's his absolute I mean, I, w- I want to be controversial here and say that I am not a big Schindler's List. Like, Ooh, man. that is controversial. Uh, uh, I I think that Schindler's List is like a pretty good. It's it, it's. Uh, I think it is commercial in ways that make me feel kind of uncomfortable. Uh, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think that there's a lot of cool scenes in it, and it actually, but 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 even the fact that I say that there are cool scenes in it like <laughs> makes me feel uncomfortable about yeah. the movie. Like I think Spielberg is a little too commercial of a director to like do something like that uh, uh, in a way that doesn't you know have a kind of icky veneer to it. I think. Have you guys ever seen 1941? No. Yeah, I have actually. That movie I sucks. Have. That movie is bad. <laughs> it's uh, I it's think a weird it, one. I think it's just like I can't believe anyone who made that is capable of making a good movie. <laughs> it's just it's all. I haven't seen it in a long time. I had like a place in my heart for that movie when I was like a teenager for some reason because I just liked that it was like a sort of weird. I don't know, like a war Screw- comedy. Or it's like a screwball war, war movie, <laughs> which I, which appeals for some reason. But I haven't watched it in a long time. It was like when I was into like uh, Police Academy was one. Yeah, forty one. <laughs> it's Steven Spielberg's Police Academy. Definitely. It is. Yeah, it really is. Um, but man, I'm I I even like like it's not as good as the first one. But I'm like Lost World Jurassic Park. If you actually watch that movie, has so many more cool shots than it deserves. I like, <laughs> like Lost. I've always has liked a lot Lost more World. Good stuff in it than, it than than the sequel deserves. Yeah, I'm an early Go Boom hit, so I actually always preferred uh, Lost World to Jurassic wow. Park. Yeah, I even like Bridge of Spies, and like Lincoln is obviously like a real great work, but like I like Bridge of Spies as just like a sort of weird side Spielberg. Uh, I'm a, I, yeah, Spielberg gets on the list. You're a Spielberg it. guy. You're a Spielberg. So we didn't guy. even talk about Jaws or Raiders. Or yeah, yeah. Games. We didn't even have to get into yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to get it. He has so many on the list or whatever, but I don't think Schindler's. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you one that is close to my heart. A uh, director that has been much maligned over the years, unfairly. And, you know, a lot of it came from our people, came from, um, you know, comic book people. You People like comic books. And, of course, uh, I'm talking about Joel Schumacher. Joel, Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Unfairly okay. punished. For Batman and Robin. He was a joke of a director <laughs> for decades and decades. Yes, that movie is horrible, but that doesn't mean he's a bad director. I think Joel Schumacher, when you look at Lost Boys, okay, and A Time to Kill, I think he gets on the list. Okay. I haven't seen A Time to Kill. You know, I have, I, I think I have to opt out for these ones as well because I'm like, I haven't seen The Lost Boys in a very long time. I haven't seen A Time to Kill. I, I'm ready to not have Schumacher on this list. Uh, just from, but I, I haven't seen these movies. Yes, so I don't ha- know if I if I'm, see, a, if this I'm qualified. Is, see, this is what we're doing at Struggle Session. We're you know bringing we're we're saving people. We saved Fight Club. Okay, <laughs> we saved Fight Club. Now we're gonna save Joel Schumacher because he actually is a legend. Lost Boys is a perfect. Like teen horror movie it is perfect. I would implore anyone who hasn't watched it in a while to go back and rewatch it. I just did. It is a joy to watch. And the time to kill is the perfect nineties procedural movie. 
it's just like the performance by Sam. He's the only other director who's gotten a good performance out of Samuel L. Jackson besides Quentin Tarantino. He's, uh, it's just like, it's just a really good, like, courtroom drama that like they don't make anymore basically they're all like on tv shows and shit but i i will go to bat for joel schumacher and those two films and i will say that he's a legend if i don't hear any objections i might have to put him on i think that you should i think it should only be tentative until the re- until everyone else can see the movies and everything well, well we don't have really we don't have all day we don't just have keep doing this series i will say can a bad movie bring a director's score down because i have seen the number 23 and it's one of the worst things i've ever seen you know what i honestly think i honestly think that a bad movie should not bring down a director's score no i'm just not convinced that joel schumacher i'm not sure these two movies make him make the list but i do think that like you know you look at there there are so many good directors who like have made weird little bad side movies and stuff like that i think in the spirit of the rule it's like no matter how bad the depths go like if you have two legends that still makes you a legend i do think phone booth is good too uh i like phone booth I mean, I guess I have to. I have to learn. I have to watch Joel Schumacher's filmography. Phone booth is pretty fun, and it's only like an hour and twenty minutes long. Like it takes the very narrow premise and just you know does what's supposed to do with it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. So next. We have now. This is somebody that the fans uh, suggested, but they had a special rule for them. They said since it's two of them, they actually have oh, wow. to have four movies. <laughs> well, they do. Okay. And so. that's the Cohen brothers. The Cohen <laughs> Whatever, brothers. Whatever. I'd say they do. <laughs> all right. So let, let's get into it because I'm. I'm. First of all, No Country for Old Men. I yes. definitely like. Well, question might be one. Might be my favorite movie of all time. So that's definitely on there. Mm-hmm. But what else? I mean, let's be honest here. Like Fargo makes the list. Yeah. Uh, I even think a serious man makes the list. If you like it, people don't talk about that one, but that's like a very, that's a really good movie and kind of a lesser talked about. I I even think like, uh, I I mean, if we're going to, if you're going to be a jerk to me about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, I'd probably. Oh, I don't know like about that. that. I don't know about Oh Brother, Art <laughs> Come on. Come on. I knew it. I knew it. Come See, on. I knew it. I knew it. I knew if I like tried to sneak in one of the slightly cornier ones. No. Like, well, I mean, Lebowski's great. Lebowski. Yeah, Lebowski's Lebowski. a perfect movie. It's goofy as hell. That's a perfect movie. I love Inside Lewin Davis. I think I that's did. a wonderful uh, film. Lewin Davis. You know, kind of gets on my nerves as a guy, but I do think it's a good movie. I think it was like ones. too, it like cut to the heart of that kind of personality. I know it like uh, like it's one of those movies like where I'm like doing the wrong thing, where I'm like, no, he like annoys me or whatever. <laughs> but that is a good movie. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe you go back to Raisin Arizona. That's a great movie. Raisin Arizona and Miller's Crossing. Yeah, that's really good. And Blood Simple. So, I mean, it's their it's a little rougher, but I mean, they got they have so many good. Yeah, and Hudsucker Proxy. Nobody watched it. It's yeah, a good movie. <laughs> they have a lot of good. I mean, it's almost it's almost more like you have to pull out the kind of like shitty Coens, but they have mostly good. They have mostly good uh, uh, films. Yeah, they, so the Coens are safe, even with four. They've got yeah. it. Um, the Wachowskis didn't even get two, so <laughs> <laughs> they could have done four. All yeah. right, um, this is another one, kind of dear to my heart. 
that I feel belongs on the list, but some people may find that controversial. If you do, do not, you know, question us. <laughs> because again, these we're being objective here. Yes, these are objective films. Add mm-hmm. art itself. Don't add us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, talk to art decider. Talk to art decider. Not <laughs> oh, us. Lord. All right. Nicholas Winding Refn. Is he a legend? Does he have two? Not for me. <sighs> you know, I'm I'm kind of not the biggest Nicholas guy. I didn't love... I don't love Drive. And if I don't love Drive... And Nicholas doesn't get in. Oh, I mean, come, come on. on. Like, I mean, not just for me personally. I'm just saying if I if I personally am not a big drive guy, then there's no way. Okay. Well, I, I would say drive obviously gets on. I mean, I, I don't know how you can argue with it. It's the perfect neo-noir. It looks beautiful. Everyone's cool in it. <laughs> like everybody wanted to be that guy. I mean, I, I don't know how you can discount drive and uh, it's just ridiculous to even um, suggest that you could. Um, I saw Drive three times in theaters. Wow. I paid to see it three times. I got to see it on 35. Uh, yeah. I loved, love Drive. Yeah. And then I saw Valhalla Rising and I was like, what is this? So I <laughs> really, this <laughs> I really liked Valhalla Rising for being like this big epic scale thing of one of the most amazing things that's ever happened in human history but being like on a completely micro budget like mm-hmm. it literally is just a, it's a movie about the viking coming you know over to what is now uh the united states in like hundreds of years before columbus and then just being uh, slaughtered by the natives as soon as they get there. That's fucking amazing to me. Like that they, <laughs> and they were able to make that film that's on this epic scale, which on such a small scale, just to show that all it is is a bunch of dirty men, like on a boat for uh, weeks and months on end. I, 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 that movie blew me away, but I can understand, you know, maybe not liking it because it is just, you know, brutality after brutality. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Um, only God forgives. Like I, I love that movie. I could see people not loving uh, that movie because again, it, like it's not. There's no. It's not a feel good movie. There's nothing to feel good <laughs> in it. It's just like uh, this. There's cop who is also God who um, <laughs> makes uh, Ryan Gosling's life hell, but it's already hell because he has Oedipal issues with his mother and who uh, treats him like shit and that's about it <laughs> it's like it like it you 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 go in thinking it's going to be like this martial arts epic but the big fight scene he just gets his ass whooped um and then doesn't really is not really able to fight back so and then neon demon i also liked but again i could see people like being turned off by like how just like dark it is and how there is no light at the end of the tunnel. It's a movie about um this, you know, new model who is eventually murdered and eaten by her friends. And that's kind of it. Oh, and Keanu Reeves plays like a sex predator in it too, which I'm wow. sure turns a lot of people off. So yeah. Um Nicholas Winding reference. Sh- Shannon, do, do you have any, any, can you give me anything? I've only seen part of Only God Forgives. I think the copy I had was messed up. Um, and I wanted to see that before I saw it, uh, Neon Demon. I love Drive, but I feel like I don't know if he has it in him to make another film with like that much going on in it. Yeah. I have I, wanted to see his like older films, but also they're not like they never had the cultural 
impact either. Yeah, I definitely think Drive is in, but I definitely see him not making another Drive. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think, like, that was one of those, like, those perfect storm movies that he was able to make. And he's always going to be chasing that um, for the rest of his career. But else, I enjoy the ride. But Nicholas, you're not a legend. Sorry. Sorry, Nicholas. He gets to hang out with legends, though. He was hanging out with Kojima. Well, see, that's great. Maybe he, maybe he is a legend. Maybe, so maybe, you only need to make, maybe you only need to make one and then hang out with Kojima. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, do you have one uh, to share sure. with Sure. You know, as I'm going through this, uh, um, I want to do one that's a little bit more... You know, I, I, there are ones on here that I think we could just go through, like Spielberg and like you know, uh, uh, Coronate or whatever, and that might be some fun. But <laughs> what about Joss Whedon? Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Joss has one. To be honest with yeah. you, he doesn't. No, I don't think Joss has one like actually legendary movie. So I, 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 I have to say, you know, this is a fan suggestion. I, l- yeah. I love. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The TV sure. show. The TV show. Yeah. Not yeah. the movie. He doesn't even like the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love that show. And there's a lot of great stuff in it. It's a great TV show. But that has fuck all to do with making good movies. And it actually hurts. Like, it has hurt all the good stuff he did. All the bad movies he's made. Right? Like, yeah. people always talk about, like, that quippy style that works when you're doing a TV show about teenagers for teenagers. Turns out that does not work when you're doing, like, adult superheroes or whatever he thinks, like, Avengers is. You know? Like, it, the movie, Serenity, I think, is good. But Serenity is I not- have problems with Serenity, too. <sighs> I, 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 like, I, I think Serenity is good, but it's not unimpeachably good because the first time I watched it, it, it was before I actually watched Firefly, the TV show, and I didn't understand what the fuck was going on in it. So obviously, <laughs> so that's oh, a yeah, bit so of a what? flaw. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a flaw. That's a huge that can flaw. only be enjoyed if you've watched the entire TV. Yeah, movie. that's a huge. I flaw. found the same. I found the same thing. Everyone was telling me like how good it was, and I watched it, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I get it. Everyone liked the TV show and didn't want it to get canceled. That. I mean, doing uh, two episodes of the TV show doesn't make it like a good movie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Shannon? I remember I got mad because I watched Firefly with my friend who was a big fan. And I, I like Firefly all right. And then I watched the movie and we watched some commentary or something. And he's like, yeah, I killed these characters off because I wanted to shock people. And uh, I'm like, you. it was sort of like a weird kind of like I want to do a plot twist and catch people off guard. I was like, people love these characters and are invested in it. That's really like cheap and kind right. of dumb and not really narratively interesting. Um I just I think he's uh, profoundly annoying as a person. <laughs> I cannot stand the smart ass style. I think he's like that sort of like faux feminist ally kind of guy. Yeah. I think Cabin in the Woods is an interesting like meta horror film, but it's not a classic. There are better better meta horror films, and I don't like anything else. The Firefly is okay, but it's everyone sounds the same. Right. If you're supposed to get invested in these characters, I just don't like Joss Whedon. I have never <laughs> yeah. really liked him. Yeah, I, I, I hate Captain the Woods. Actually, I really hate Captain. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So I, Joss does not get on. He doesn't have one. He doesn't have one. The closest is Serenity, but you have to watch the whole TV show. And even then, I, I don't remember what happens in it apart from people dying and me being like, why. Yeah, yeah. Like if you watch uh, if you watch the whole TV show and get invested in the characters, you might like it less actually. Yeah. Uh, when you when when you get around to it, so. I, I don't know. Like, I, 
Yeah, Joss. Joss is bad. Joss is bad. Like that's what I'll say. Is Joss is outright like bad. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not, well, poison. I don't. Yeah, I bad. don't. I don't think that's true. I think there was a moment before he joined. You know, Disney before he joined Marvel. I think. Buffy was good. Angel was good. Firefly was good. And if he had, I don't know, died allegedly in a plane crash right at that moment, we would remember him as being, you know, pretty good creator who created some in- interesting worlds that people still loved and could possibly like, and we would be sad that he, you know, his uh, life was tragically uh, cut short. <laughs> We remember him as being extremely faithful to his wife. I mean, an amazing me, feminist. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that would just be, it would for just me, be sad. For me, that he made some good television show on the WB before 9 11 does not <laughs> make it, put him in consideration for the best movie directors of all time. No, no, list. he's definitely not. <laughs> I think he has to be, he has to be off that I, list. And I would also like to say, for the record, he didn't even direct Cabin in the Woods. He only wrote it. Oh yeah, uh, oh, my uh, bad. his like friend, his like that that guy that he works with all the time actually directed it. And the directing was the weakest part of that movie. It wasn't shot like a horror movie and didn't feel like a fucking horror movie. So the whole thing was just kind of empty. Yeah, mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm sorry, Joss. But you, he, Drew, he, is this friend Drew? Drew, whatever <laughs> did uh did that Cabin in the Woods? Mm. Uh, we also have on the list uh, Sam Raimi, who's one of my favorite directors. But it's like, does yeah. he have two? I feel like Evil Dead Two fits yeah. as like a perfect film. Um, and but then now like, wait, aren't aren't there those who like was that? Was, didn't somebody like Evil Dead One better? Or was that me? I like, like Evil, Evil Dead, Dead One better. better. I like I Evil like Dead. both. Okay, I like both too. I think I said Evil Dead Two is better on, at some point, and Leslie was like, "No, one is better." No, it is, but you know, I think they did more with two. It's crazy. They made one. Sam Raimi was 19 and Bruce Campbell was 21 wow. when they wow. made Evil Dead. That's and they funded crazy. it by... I'm obsessed with Evil Dead and I could talk about it forever. I read Bruce Campbell's autobiography twice in high school. But yeah, <laughs> it's um really cool what they did. But then there's also like the Spider-Man movies. There's Drag Me to Hell. Yep. Um, I think I think, I think think Raimi makes it. I think Raimi makes it even on like... Even on like Darkman and, yeah. and like... And like if I'm Dark just Man, like super- you're saying Darkman is an unimpeachably good film, Jack. I kind of I don't think anyone would have like any real objection. Dark who, man, who hates dark? Who hates dark, dark man? <laughs> who hates dark? dark I guess man. Leslie hates. Yeah, dark I don't. Man. I don't hate what? dark man, but I don't think if we went back and watched it now, this would be an unimpeachably good movie. I just don't. Okay. think it really like holds up that well. I think even watching the trailer will possibly reveal some issues with Dark Man and just oh, like wow. how. It looks how it's shot, like it. Wow, it, it's very, You're being it's very mean to Sam Raimi. Uh, well, yeah, um, because I actually don't think like he's lucky he did Evil Dead and was able to remake wow. Evil it with Evil Dead Two. I'm actually not sure if we should count those as two separate movies because technically Evil Dead Two is half a remake of Evil Dead One. So <laughs> I think he, they're separate movies. He has what? Yeah. So I'm possibly saying that he only has one and a half. <laughs> Do you not like movie. the Spider-Man films? I like the I like his Spider-Man's outside of three, obviously. They're... And I also think that we have to like be, you know, we should look at his Spider-Man and like look at how like superhero other superhero movies are and see how much sort of like style and you know 
uh, individual flair, I think, mm-hmm. that those movies have. Um, but they're still bad, too. Like, I'm not a fan of the know. Spider-Man movies. I, don't I think, like them. I, don't, I like Spider-Man 2, and I would even, I, I'll even say Spider-Man 1 is good. No. Even though he's not funny like he's supposed to be. Like, it's, I don't think the Spider-Man movies are that good. Um, certainly much better superhero movies out there. Like I, I'll give them Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two, but that's it. I want to be. What about cl- Army of Darkness? Everybody, no, like Army of. I don't Darkness like Army like, of Darkness. <laughs> I don't like Army of Darkness either. It's a little actually, bit jokey. it's very contentious. Right, it's Looney Tunes. Uh, it's, it's live action Looney Tunes, which is fine, <laughs> but like not something I want to watch for two hours. It's just they're just three Stooges nerds, and they just wanted to do that for some reason. <laughs> like if anything, like the other, if he had another one, it would be. I would think maybe like a simple plan. Like I really like a simple plan. I think that's a really good crime drama. Um, but like Fargo's better, so you know. Mm-hmm. He also wrote Hudsucker Proxy, so you know we we should, we could we could consider that. Uh, a little I don't bit. think so. If you're he's not giving him only good, half for Evil Dead, if you're only giving which... him a half for Evil Dead too. Then he gets a half for uh, Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give him an extra half for Hudsucker. I don't know. But he, he's on the list. He's on Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2. Okay, right, he he's a legend, but actually I don't think he's really that good a director. <laughs> <laughs> he's a legend, but he's not he's still that on the good. List. See, that's objectivity, folks. Yeah. That's what objectivity looks the like. TV- when you're like... When you're like objectively, he's on, but I don't like it. Yeah. that's objectivity. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Leslie, for showing objectivity. Yeah, I, I hate Drag Me to Hell. The Ash vs. Evil Dead TV show is really good, though. I think that's I like Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, I don't like that. But Ash vs. Evil Dead is really, really good. I, I, I'm, I was actually shocked by how much I like it. It's pretty, it's pretty to close it. to perfect. All right. So who else do we have? Uh, this is one that I actually intended to do on the first episode, but we didn't get around to. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. I was I'm excited for this one because I honestly don't think he gets it. I don't no. think he gets like people Interstellar sucks. Interstellar like is Interstellar. a bad bad There's movie. aspects of Interstellar like the space exploration stuff the kind of cold weird alien and then it's just ruined by the power of love yes the power of love yeah it's stupid he was not meant to direct that chris christopher nolan um always makes movies that look like the coolest ever but the scripts are not there yeah and i you know i've shared this theory before uh, uh i think on struggle session uh which is that you know jonathan nolan you know, Jonathan Nolan, the brother who writes all the movies with him and everything like that. <laughs> he was like his long lost brother. Jonathan Nolan was his long lost brother. They didn't know each other growing up. Christopher Nolan made a movie. And then this like guy, you know, from like Brooklyn shows up and he's like, hey, I'm your brother. <laughs> and he's like suddenly making he's like he's like, you know what I think we should do is we got to do like dream cops. You know, <laughs> and like all of a sudden this like guy is re- is co-writing all of Christopher Nolan's movies. And so I think maybe Christopher Nolan doesn't get in because he's got a scammer on his <laughs> <laughs> on the payroll the, who's writing all the movies. I put with the him. scammer in before him, honestly, because that's the, <laughs> the, but like Inception, like it's okay, but like Inception is and is stolen. Is sto- to my, is, it's so cool. That's the thing. I, I have to like. I can't. I have to. You know, given a. Uh, you know, I have to say that with all this that I'm like, man, Nolan movies like are so cool, and he does like stuff that looks better than anything and does really weird and big and interesting stuff. The stories are bad. The, like the scripts are bad. Well, How many dead movie. wives can you fit into a filmography? <laughs> 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 well, I mean, if there's one that maybe gets on for me, I'm like, 
The Prestige is actually yeah. uh, uh, a movie that I love a lot. Yeah, like The Prestige, like, um, here's the thing with me about Nolan movies, like, every time we watch them, they get worse. Every single one. <laughs> I've only watched The Prestige once, and when I watched it, I was like, wow, this is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I have not watched it since because I don't want to, like, ruin it for myself. In 13 years, I haven't watched it again because I know if I watch it again, I will like it less, but The Prestige is maybe his one, but Batman Begins is bad. The Dark Knight is pretty good, but definitely f- flawed rises not that good inception just stolen from paprika not that good mm-hmm. uh not that great <laughs> mento Satoshi collins should be on the list i should have put him up yeah so, well he's easy uh, he's yeah. easily yeah, in he's that. on yeah. it perfect blue and uh, paprika he's in he's a legend yeah. like memento i think some people might tell us about memento like you know it's all right it's all right if there, yeah. if there were two contenders to get him on the list i'd say it's memento and the prestige which i think are uh, uh, you know, uh, when I'm looking at this list, I'm like, man, he's got some like big, big movies, and they just I would not consider Dunkirk. I it left me cold, kind of. I never, I didn't go see it. Yeah, I, I feel like um, Nolan is just trying to be Kubrick, this very precise, cold director, but he's not smart enough. I don't hate his films. I, I think he he does a lot of interesting stuff for filmmaking, and he cares a lot about what he's doing. I just personally, I, just, yeah. I don't care. I just think he should be out there. He should be making like 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 tech videos for <laughs> like IMAX theaters. You know what I mean? Like like tech demos for yeah. IMAX theaters. I actually I I I I think that uh, uh, Christopher Nolan and Michael Bay remind me a lot of each other as directors, where they're these guys who like only care about process like michael bay is just like holy fuck they like made a camera that i can like sit on a motorcycle and do this like (laughs) shot they don't like they're just like trying to get money from these like big gigantic corporations because they are like lunatic evil knievel guys who care about like (laughs) going as fast as you can with an imax camera um which godspeed i care i like I like watching like you know shorts about like how Michael Bay mi- makes Transformers movies more than I like watching Transformers movies, mm-hmm. and I feel kind of the same way about Christopher Nolan. I kind of want to, you know, there's one movie that we haven't mentioned from Nolan that no one really talks about, and that's a film called Insomnia. Of and it's okay, it, sure. it's named that because that is what the film cures. It (laughs) is just, I've tried to watch this so many times. And, like, you know, I love me some procedure, 90s procedural uh, serial killer shit, but it is a boring movie. And I just read this summary written by a fan of what the plot is. I just wanted to, you know, read this. And I think it reveals a lot about Christopher Nolan that this is like his idea of what, like, a movie should be. In Night Mute, Alaska, a 17-year-old resident, Kay Connell, is found murdered. As a favor to the local Night Mute police chief, two Los Angeles robbery homicide police detectives, Will Dormer and Hep Eckhart, are called in to assist in the investigation. Although renowned in the police world, both Dormer and Eckert are facing some professional issues back in Los Angeles. So it's a film about two Los Angeles cops who go to Alaska as a favor. And it's just, <laughs> just the most bizarre, like, setup, like, just meaningless. And eventually, like, what you find out is that you think that Al Pacino's character thinks he has a psychic connection to the killer because he has insomnia. And 
yeah. It's like a silly movie. Yeah, it's a very like silly film that you know you know has been done better <laughs> by l- much lesser directors. So I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan, but you are not a legend. Uh-uh. All right, uh, Jack. Do you have one? Let's look at you know I and and. Let's not consider the personal element. Okay. Or the, or the familial. 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 Oh we God. have to keep this. We have to keep this very uh, uh, objective. Yes. Uh, how about John Landis? John Landis. John Landis. All right. Uh, Let me just. American Werewolf is a perfect movie. I actually disagree. I, I think oh. it's a bad movie. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I think American Werewolf in London is a bad movie. I don't like it. What else? What he did? Um, let me see. I'm looking. He did Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. I also Blues Brothers. I think is bad. I used to love Blues Brothers. He's uh, one of these guys that I feel like was kind of like a ra- Like he was like around more talented people. Yes, mm-hmm. and so he kind of like weaseled his way into a couple like pretty good things. Uh, that's what, that's what I was about to say, Jack. Because I think he does have two, but they're you know it's it. it's trading places and coming to America. And of course, mm. because he had Eddie Murphy, who hates his fucking guts. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah, the thing about him. Yeah, who absolutely him. hates him. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I know he said we had to keep out the personal, but he did kill those. He did kids, kill those kids. Ed, he did kill those Eddie Murphy kids. does mention that he did. That's a, he dissed him. He's like, yeah, I work with that motherfucker. If he killed those kids, and he still treat me like shit. <laughs> that was so funny that he was like, I gave him a chance like after he killed the kids. <laughs> he still about- was an asshole. <laughs> he was like, if I punched uh, him, I would like send him to the hospital kind of stuff. <laughs> interview. Yeah, I think, I guess yeah. he goes on it. Yeah, he did a lot of contributions to American comedy films, but... Yeah. yeah, I think I really I, I I my wife makes me watch Trading Places every Christmas. Coming to America is a black tradition. Like I don't know how, I don't know why, but he he's on those lists for he's on the list for those two movies. I, yeah, he is. I, I saw Animal House and I was like, well, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> Animal like, House is like watching that. like Animal House is like what and you know it's like it's it's just because Belushi is like charming. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel like that like just like blew everyone away like how he has such good screen presence and that like tricked everyone into thinking that like the movie itself <laughs> yeah. is good when the rest of it is like it's like Caddyshack level you know not and the not funny parts of Caddyshack yeah. you know mm-hmm. like the original plot line of Caddyshack about the caddies it's like some boring boring shit the rest of that movie yeah um, but yeah unfortunately unfortunately John Landis, such a goddamn thing, is on this list. Terrible, terrible, sad, just awful. Oh man, oh man. But this is the price of objectivity. This is what happened. The way it goes. You know, you see, you think that if we had our choice, do you think John Landis would be on this list? This is what objectivity (laughs) looks like. I were it up to me, I would keep him off the list forever. But this is what objectivity looks like. It makes me sick (laughs) to my stomach. But this is what it looks like. (laughs) All right. All right. What else? Here's here's one I I I think is kind of interesting to consider: Paul Schrader. Let's see. Yeah, I need to look up his Wikipedia. And and, you know, I think the most interesting about him is that his surefire one. 
is the latest one he's directed. That's the one that like almost certainly has to go on the list. Yeah, first reform. First reform. Yeah. Yeah, he's a tough character because he like has. I, I haven't seen a ton of his movies to begin with. I have to. I have to cop to. He has a lot of really great. Uh, he's written a lot of great yeah. movies that I that I really like a lot. But as a director, I don't know that I've seen enough. I haven't uh, either. To 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 coronate or not coronate. Him. Yeah. So I I, I I feel the same way. Like you know, the, his writing definitely he would be on yes. that list his you know i think you know first reform belongs on the list i don't know i'm I'm not sure about what else i'll have to like go back and see american gigolo i haven't seen it since i was like a child um people like mishima people really like mishima um about the um japanese fascist um for uh people um really like that but and I've seen clips of it and it looks beautiful, but I haven't really sat down and watched it. So I'm going to give Tr- Schrader a tentative, tentative yes. I think he's, okay. I think he's probably it's tentative, but we'll have to come back. We'll all mm-hmm. have to look at his movies and come back and objectively decide whether that objective decision was yeah, correct. But I, th- I, I, I do think he's, a, I think Gigolo and Mishima, from the way people talk about those films, people I trust, those are probably on the list as um, unimpe- unimpeachably good. But we're going we're gonna to table that. Uh, have, have have you guys seen uh, First Reform? I wanted to. I, I, have I have it on, I have it like to watch and I know that it's really, really good. Yeah, it's, it, it. A lot of people, I had it on my to watch list for a minute. I feel like yeah. when you, like, like it's a lot, lot, like Netflix actually saw this with their data. Like when it's like, you know, these serious, you know, movies, right. like people will like fave them and put them on their list, but never get around to watching right. them because they're never <laughs> easy, easy to watch. It's like, you know, all right, am I going to put myself through two and a half hours of like moral anguish? Um, <laughs> or am I going to watch? Like, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, (laughs) like every time you make that decision, you're going to make the decision to watch RuPaul's Drag Race or Great American Bake Off, whatever, instead of watching um, First Reform about like this uh, priest being driven insane by climate change, you know. (laughs) But it actually is a pretty good movie and not as depressing that. Not as depressing um, as you might think, but uh, yeah. So tentatively, a yes uh, for Schrader. I think it's so. Let me uh, pick another person, kind of in the same era of him, kind of in the same spot. Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma is an interesting one um, uh, because he does have some like he does have some like classics in there, but he is also like of a certain. I, I don't know. De Palma is such an interesting director because uh, uh, I just I, it's like hard for me to. Yeah, there are some great ones in here. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Palma makes it. Yeah, I, some cra- have y'all seen Sisters? No, I haven't seen that Sisters. movie. I haven't seen very Sisters. weird. I liked it. I, yeah, I think he should go on. Uh, but, but I even maybe give it to like Blowout and Scarface. Yeah, like <laughs> just the back to like Fan of the Paradise Carrie. Yeah, Carrie definitely. Yeah. Like even I think even yeah. mentioned Impossible. I think he might have like four or five. But the reason I kind of wanted to bring him up is because a listener mentioned this to me. He's like, you know, people grew up who like started directing in like the seventies, the New Hollywood era. It's kind of like a cheat for them because they were allowed to, they had a lot more freedom to make, you know, right. kind of these, mm-hmm. you know, 
deeply personal but big budget film so there so their suggestion was that you know people during like if you started making films before like 1975 you gotta do Uh-oh. like three <laughs> you gotta do three. Oh, you have to do three so it was easier for them yeah. back then wow yeah. i think for that brief period yeah for, yeah, yeah for that brief like- if that, yeah, I think for that brief period, it's definitely because you look at what he was able to do, like Carrie and Blowout yeah, sure. and Scarface, even Phantom mm-hmm. of the Paradise. I think like that's pretty easy, but he was able to eke one out much later on. I think Mission Impossible, I think, yeah. is an unimpeachably uh, good film. Black Dahlia, not so much, but uh, Mission yeah. Impossible, very good, even though I do, I do love Black Dahlia, but yeah. De Palma, De Palma's on there. De Palma is. Yeah, De Palma makes it. De Palma makes it. I think so. Right, Shannon, do you got one? Um, there are a lot of interesting ones on the list. What about uh, Bong Joon Ho? Yeah, so I was looking at Bong Joon Ho. I think Bong Joon Ho makes it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, on which two? I think even just on the host and on Memories of Murder. Yeah. Uh, uh, which are legit. The only two I've seen. Okay. Oh, you, you haven't seen uh, Snowpiercer? Snowpiercer's so, it's so good. Oh, yes, I actually have seen. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot that he directed Snowpiercer, and I do like that a lot as well. I just haven't seen, uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, uh, Okja, I never saw. Okja's all right. I haven't seen Mother, and I haven't seen Mother yet. Either. I really like, I like, I love Mother. Um, I, I think Mother is really good, too. Like, like I think Mother could get him on the list. I think uh, Snowpiercer uh gets him on the list and people are saying like parasite it just like came out mm-hmm. like this week they're just uh, starting to show it and they're saying that wow. it might be um is a contender too mm-hmm. yeah i i think i think uh, uh bong jun ho might like be maybe like the best director we got going right now <laughs> <laughs> in some ways like as far as just like every single thing like i i haven't seen okja like i said but they all kind of have like a very specific tone, which I really like, which is like, you know, there's there's humor in his movies, like, uh, you know, and uh, but they're also very serious and everything like that. Like, I, I, I think that, you know, uh, uh, I haven't seen anything I don't like from him uh, uh, yet. Mm-hmm. I think Oak's just one of the lesser ones, but I still liked it. I would still recommend it. Netflix, too. So yeah, like, it is. Uh, probably just didn't they probably didn't give him enough or something. All right. This is one that's, you know, might be a little bit testy. Jordan Peele. He's only done two films. I haven't seen a second and film I yet. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, uh, uh, all timers, like forever, you know what I mean? Like, you maybe, you maybe give it to get out, but I, I don't think Us does it. Like, and that's fine. Like, this guy, he's only done two movies, and I think that Us is a little bit like, it's just like a fine horror you, movie. You know what I mean? It's not really anything special. I think me. it's the, I think everybody, there's a whole cottage industry that kind of came up around interpreting jordan peele's work after uh get out and i'm like us i for me i don't know that it was all there for all the interpretation to be necessary i, I think it's the exact opposite i think us is much better than get out i think us is oh, a much more wow. is a much better film uh than get out get out is the one i will say i'm sorry it has some like you know great cinematography and uh that's about it. <laughs> um, like it's fine. It's like it's a nice little thriller, but it is like an episode of like a Twilight. Like, it's like a Twilight extended <laughs> Twilight Zone episode, which is fine, but it's not an all timer. I think Us is a much more interesting uh, thing. It's a little bit messier, but like that's kind of good. Um, but yeah, I, I would not put Jordan Peele on the list uh, just yet. Just yet. Sorry. Not a legend yet. And the Twilight his Twilight Zone show is actually really bad. I'm disappointing in it. Like uh my 
I think he also, you know, I, I think Jordan Peele, and it's all good. Everyone, everyone does this, but I think he like hit really big with Get Out, and then they like asked him like to put his name on a million things. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, how much? How much is the Twilight Zone even his thing, or is it just the people that work for him at his production company? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. How much can this guy possibly be actually doing that they announced him for? You know. So here's an interesting one for me, because I really like this director a lot, uh, and I think he makes the list. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón. <sighs> now I think Alfonso makes it for Itu Mama Tambien and Children of Men. And those are the only ones I can really, like, say are unimpeachable yeah, for me. Yeah, um, Gravity is not good. Gravity is not. I don't love Gravity. Gravity is, is a bunch of, like, me. Tomb Raider cutscenes put together. <laughs> it, was, it was cool seeing it in 3D, and that is the nicest thing I can say about Gravity. Yeah. Uh, I liked Interstellar yeah. more than Gravity. Yeah. Um, Both of those are pretty Yeah, Children of Men, um, I think, is great. I couldn't get through Roma. It, it just gave me anxiety for some reason to watch that. <laughs> I, I just did. I, I, it just, I couldn't get through it. Everybody says it's great though. Everybody says it's like the best. Yeah. I actually haven't watched it yet, uh, but I want to, and uh, I bet it's good. Yeah. So he's probably, I would give him a tentative. Yes. You know, for gravity, uh, for, not for gravity, for um, children of men <laughs> and Roma. Um, I don't know if I ever watched Roma, but I'll give him a, a tentative. Okay. Itu Mama Tambien is also a very good, it's a is a really good movie, and you know, well I always wanted to see that well. one. I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I haven't gotten around. So I wasn't crazy about Children of Men, but I get why people like it. I think it was like yeah, I like Children of Men it. a lot, but I haven't watched it. You know, what, actually, you know what? I've I've seen a lot of people saying good things about it. So actually, I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna say I need to re see it. I need to see it again because I remember like people when it first came out. People were so like, oh, this is so amazing. This is so amazing. This is never seen anything like this before. But then they also said the same thing about gravity, right? And gravity, <laughs> you know, like immediately, you know, lost me. So I don't know if Children of Men actually does hold up. So we're going to have to table Alfonso um, right now. And he did direct a Harry Potter movie. So that really. Uh, gives me pause that he agrees. Well, it's one of the better it's the ones. Best, it's the best one. It's the best is, one. Uh... It's like kind of the only forgivable one. And as I saw pointed out on Twitter uh, uh, recently, he hung a hammer and sickle in the background of one of no, the scenes. On. And like no one mentioned it. No one's like really mentioned it. It like kind of appears and disappears throughout the, in the background of this scene. Okay. All right. I, I'm not saying he's a bad communist. I'm just not sure that he's a legend. <laughs> so we're going to table him for next time. We got, But there's one more we got to do. Just one more. And that's our boy, Martin Scorsese. I think it's guaranteed he gets on. The only question is which two, I think. Ooh. Let me look up. Which two? My personal favorite is After Hours, but that's not going on the list. You know, for me, it's probably um, Casino. Ooh. What? And <laughs> the Departed. Oh, what? Casino oh, and the Departed. This is like kooky. <laughs> Casino <laughs> is wonderful. It is a wonderful film. Casino is good, but it's it's not like versus Wolf of Wall Street, fellas. Taxi Driver. I I, don't, I actually don't. Casino? I don't like Wolf of Wall Street. I actually don't like. Oh, Wolf. I love Wolf of Wall Street. I think Wolf of Wall Street is like funny i like wolf of wall street i i don't think it's like his greatest uh of all his works or whatever That's fair. Uh, i do love uh, the physical comedy in it 
I mean, even like it, like even like like Raging Bull, uh, mm-hmm. um, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Taxi Drivers, even like a really great Taxi yeah. Drivers. Amazing. Yeah, that's, most people think Taxi Drivers pretty great. Yeah, the, like, what a contentious uh, opinion uh, yeah. that we like Taxi yeah, Drivers. Yeah, I know. You want me to go? Crazy? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, with this uh, whole you know Joker you know thing, and I there's know. been some disturbing <laughs> parallels drawn between <laughs> yeah. Joker and Taxi Driver. So I think maybe retroactively yes. we need to consider if it's very pertinent um, and it would be very dangerous for us to not mention the Joker when we're talking about Taxi Driver. That's all I'm saying. Are we, okay. need, are we canceling Taxi Driver? Is Taxi Driver canceled? I think, he, I think is tra- Travis Bickle, Travis Bickle canceled? is canceled. <laughs> and, uh, Travis Bickle's not a nice man. No. Damn. So let me ask. So let, let's say this. Okay. Some say that John Hinckley Jr., was influenced by Taxi Driver, right? Uh, uh, and he went on to shoot Reagan, right? Which was cool, allegedly. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. Is all I'm saying is if Joker influences someone, <laughs> allegedly, who ostensibly, allegedly, parody. Parody. let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it right there. Everyone's like, oh, we're so worried. We're so worried. Well, look at the history books. What did it lead to? Oh, just just some japes, just some jokes. <laughs> um, struggle session. Scorsese is. I even think Silence might get him on too. Like, have you have y'all seen that? Silence is a real. Yeah, that's an amazing film. Like, I thought like from the premise and the fact that he's like super obsessed with Catholicism, it would be like this really you know polemical bad movie, but it's not. Like, it's almost like the yeah. opposite uh, of the. Also, that he lost his cast and then who he replaced them with still i'm like he is the best uh uh he, he's such a good director mm-hmm. wasn't that originally supposed to be wasn't that supposed to be uh uh like christian bale and, and then he ended up uh uh he ended up having to switch to the the two sort of uh, <laughs> uh, small the waif the waif <laughs> Adam guys. driver that's so funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he was able to make that great a film with andrew garfield and yeah. adam driver is and also that has god speak out loud and it doesn't, it doesn't seem so cheesy <laughs> it's so corny it, it, it could so like, be so damn. corny but it's, it's like not it's actually yeah, that's a good movie it's a great film um but yeah scorsese is on we just don't know what to pick maybe we need like i don't know maybe that you know three film rule for people who start for a certain generation may like apply because you know we got a lot of you know heavy hitters out here with you know four or five maybe we need to do like you know maybe we just need to like do like a whole ranking system where we just count like all the unimpeachably good films of each director in history and then just rank them by that. Yeah. Okay, well let's let's get let's get to work on those charts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll come back. All right, folks. <laughs> that was struggle session. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye.
like what you hear, want to hear more, check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.